Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Ansel Birch. And it's time, time to, to party. party. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. Today's episode was recorded on November 26th, 2023. The whole episode is going to be doing that. Yep. I will talk about Muppet Christmas Carol. You will be the Rizzo. Thank you for including me. <laughs> party oh. people welcome back uh this month we are doing a special series known as time to christmas party wow yeah. <laughs> yes uh we here at the pod um fully acknowledge that 2023 has been a rough year for people so in our uh in our attempt to bring christmas and holiday cheer to all the good little kids around the world who listen to our podcast Mm -hmm. because we all love you so much we are uh looking back at some of our favorite christmas movies um sometimes they have time travel sometimes they don't but who cares (laughs) that's right we're just doing movies this time although this one i think arguably has some time travel in it it does and i mean technically it's a wonderful life also did Uh uh-huh uh-huh but in fact you know the same time travel that's true that's a good point yeah otherworldly elements Mm -hmm. causing time travel Yes, friends, Um, this week we are talking about the phenomenal, the incomparable, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, The the, the quintessential and authoritative Christmas Carol, if you ask me. It's true. Honestly, uh, didn't Michael Caine say that this was the most faithful adaptation of Dickens that he's I believe done. That, I believe that is accurate, yes. Yeah, um, and you know, in case you don't know what The Muppet Christmas Carol is. In case you still have the joy ahead of you of watching The Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol for the first time. Yes. Oh, God, do I envy you. Um, our good friends at IMDb describe it as such. The Muppets present their own touching rendition of Charles Dickens' classic tale. That doesn't have anything. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, it's not that, wrong. It's not wrong, but it doesn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in it? Well, there's some Muppets. That's Yeah, you know. Well, <laughs> Ansel, since you largely look like you belong in uh, Muppet Christmas Carol times, why don't you tell them what the, fur, the Christmas yeah. Carol's about? Um. So, uh, oh man, uh, what's a good way to logline this? I think that the, the, the way I would describe the Christmas Carol is that it's about uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, who is visited by a series of ghosts who show him the importance of his actions uh, on others and his place in society and why uh, being kind is more important than being rich. Three ghosts tell old white man not to be a dick. Four. 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 uh, Well, five. 
in five this. in this one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a whole crew of ghosts. Uh huh. <laughs> Tell Posse. a white guy not to be a dick. <laughs> oh man. Rich man realizes people matter. <laughs> you know it's funny when we were talking about um it's a wonderful life and how uh a lot of a lot of those things that george bailey has to go through are still things that we still have to go through and how relatable that is re-watching them up at christmas carol i'm like fuck i have to deal with this shit still too unreasonable rent and landlords and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff um from the 1800s to the 1930s to now not much has changed or i guess no 50s sorry 1950s yeah, 1950s but um at uh, up top i wanted to to mention this so it's not too much of a downer later in the episode um part of the history of the muppets christmas carol is that this is the first uh, Muppet film to be produced after the death of Jim Henson. Oh, yeah. And it was such a, a hard hit for obviously everyone at the Henson Company and, but like the world at large, because, you know, Jim Henson with his creations uh, affected so many people, almost like the, the George Bailey effect, you know, the, the things that the Jim Henson created, uh, to this day, live on and bring people so much joy. So for Brian Henson in his feature film directorial debut to to do this um, and then to knock it out of the park mm-hmm. is such a great tribute to, to Jim, as well as uh, Muppet performer Richard Hunt, who also passed away before uh, this movie. Um, oh, I didn't know about that. He was a, a Muppet performer on Sesame Street, The Muppet Show, uh, Fraggle Rock. Uh, you'd probably best know him as Scooter and Statler, Janice and Beaker. Gotcha. But yeah, um, from such devastating loss to incredible joy to generations at this point. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the movie came out in 92, um, even though the, the original came out in 1843. But uh, yeah, but this version coming out in 92, it just, uh, I know everyone in, in our generation grew up with it, you know, and now yep. people our age are passing it on to, to the next generation. Um, I also want to bring this up. Not just because, like, I want to name drop him or anything, but Steve Whitmore, uh, who plays Carpet the Frog, mm-hmm. um, among many other characters. Uh, he also uh, performed Rizzo the Rat, Beaker, Bean Bunny. Um, but I got to meet him at a con, oh, and he nice. talked to me in the Kermit voice, and it. And the fact that I heard in Kermit's voice that he believes in me, I was just like, I could have died right there. Oh, <laughs> I hope he He's... knows. No, I agree. Yeah, I hope he. I hope he knows how much he affects people. Unfortunately, he he's no longer playing Kermit. It's a new mm-hmm. performer. Yeah, they got um, a new guy. Yeah, yeah, but he he signed my copy of Muppets Christmas Carol, <laughs> and I cherish it. Yeah, all year round. 
Just like how Scrooge carries Christmas in his heart all year round. All the year, yes. Uh, what what are your first memories of the Muppet Christmas Carol, Ansel? Oh, man. Um, you know, I was trying to think about that earlier today, and I feel like Muppet Christmas Carol, as well as um, our last movie for the month, Year Without a Santa Claus, I feel like I first saw as, like, the things that the teachers played in those last couple days before Christmas break when they also didn't want to be there anymore. <laughs> um, and I feel, I feel like I watched a lot of those movies as part of that, like run up to Christmas break at school. Um, because yeah, I don't think we got Christmas care. I don't think we got Muppet Christmas Carol in my family until like, Probably the the later nineties, mm-hmm. uh, or it's at, at home. I don't think we had like a copy of it. I don't. I don't think we clocked it when it first came out. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm gonna have to fact check that with my parents. Um, but yeah, I don't think we started watching it as a family until the like later nineties because we were, you know, we just moved to Ohio, which is a terrible thing. Don't do that to your children. <laughs> um, it's a horrible place. Which is like time traveling itself, you know. I, I, I we had to reget a lot of culture in in Ohio. <laughs> all the radios are ten years behind. It's a thing. Um, it's still the nineteen eighties there. It, it's still it's still the nineteen eighties there in many regards. <laughs> I'm just gonna shit on Ohio for a little bit here. Don't don't mind me. Um, Tis but, the season. So, but yeah, so I don't remember watching it at home until probably like ninety six, ninety seven. I would okay. think. but um but yeah school is my is my first key memory of watching it so it was like with a bunch of other kids in a group setting really appreciating the muppetness of it all mm-hmm. you know how about you I feel i feel like the muppets were always part of my my holiday experience because for as long as i can remember because like the the muppets and john denver's christmas album mm-hmm. and then muppet family christmas is one of is one of my absolute favorite Christmas yep. movies. Plus, I love a crossover. You know, in Muppet Family Christmas, that's where you have the Muppets and the Sesame Street gang and the Fraggles all in one TV special. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know... And then if you know who Jim Henson is at that young age, when you see him at the end, I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. You know? And it's um, it's just so touching to see... To see how nice it is to have everyone home for the holidays. Um, but the Muppet Christmas Carol was really like the first time that 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 I remember seeing the Muppets as like a tool, like an educational tool, you know? Because like, uh, sure, the, the Christmas Carol is, is a story that you, you kind of grow up knowing. Um, but the Muppets put it in a way that you really got it, you know, cause it, it, it's, it's not like the cliff notes version. It's like the actual it's version, full on, yeah. but it's, it makes it all a little, uh, easier to digest. It could be the songs. It could be the Muppets themselves. It could be Michael Caine's phenomenal performance, oh. but, of all the adaptations of a Christmas Carol that I've seen throughout my life in various forms, this is the one that stands out as the most rem- memorable. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, the yeah, songs. and I think that it's it's for good reason, and mm-hmm. it's you know, you talk about how it it holds your attention with the songs and the comedy and the Muppets and all of that, but also just the care and attention that was put into it, the the level of detailing on the costumes to make them historically appropriate, the the level of effort that went into the sets for this thing. Like, this is, you know, Michael Caine may comment on it being the most accurate to Dickens, and, and I think he's right about that as well. Now that I, the more I think about it, the more that feels accurate. Because um, they cut out less of the things that a lot of people sort of skim over. Um, but they also were accurate to the period. You know, those mm-hmm. those little costumes are are cut appropriately to the 1880s or 1850s. Um, the you know the e- even when they do the back in time to Fozzywigs, they change the costume styles to match with the era of when Scrooge would have been younger. Uh, and I, that level of detail was not necessary, Muppets. You didn't have to do that, but you did, and that it pays. It pays off. It really, it makes a difference. And you know, they even start with the Marleys were dead to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like I don't recall many other adaptations really starting there. Really going with the text, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think that's uh, staying faithful to the text in that way is appreciated you know i mean sure as as a writer i'm gonna always appreciate when the when the text is honored right but you know i i think that does add an element of of authenticity to this mm-hmm. because you know they're, they're they're taking it seriously even yeah. though it's completely goofy that uh that charles dickens is played by the great gonzo and rizzo is with him you know but having Dickens in the frame even is such a great choice because the narrative voice of Dickens guiding you through this morality tale is part of the book experience. And now it's part of this movie experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we have talked about the songs. We mentioned the songs a bit, um, but the whole controversy with the Muppet Christmas Carol is the song When Love is Gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, uh, it was sung by Belle, who was Scrooge's love interest. Um, and, you know, he kept putting off the marriage and putting off the marriage. And uh, it's this really heartbreaking song of of someone falling out of love with somebody who's chosen their career over them. And it it's... It's really dark, you know, for a Christmas movie, for a Disney movie, for a Muppet movie, mm-hmm. which is why the chairman of the Disney company at the time, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, uh, cut the song from the original theatrical cut. But because he cut that, the song at the end doesn't make sense. Because the song at the end is When Love is Found. It's a reprise, yeah. It's a reprise. So, like, it, he thinks that, like, kids aren't going to get it. But, you know, I, even I was, like, even though I was super young in 92, I was just like, wait a minute. When, what? what? <laughs> so um, I remember watching it with the 
with the song in and then watching it again on TV and having the song be cut. And I'm like, that, oh. that doesn't, that doesn't make sense, you know? Um, and, and I think young viewers wouldn't oppose to that, uh, to that song being left in, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't, uh, I don't know what Kassenberg was thinking <laughs> because it just like really made a, a whole element of, of the movie, uh, nonsensical even yeah. though everything else had taken such great care to 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 make everything work. And it's hardly the darkest thing in the movie. Yeah, right? I mean, Tiny Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tiny Tim is a good good thing. Yeah, they, that's a good one to call out. <laughs> Although, you know, uh, at the end, uh, Dickens is like, Tiny Tim, who did not die. Yes, who is not very important. We call this out. No tiny Tims were harmed in the filming of this. Yes. Um, but, you know, after years and years of people, you know, clamoring for When Love is Gone to be returned into the cut of the film, uh, it was finally restored um, in 2020 when Disney Plus manage like Disney archivists who have been working tirelessly with Henson and with their own records and things have been trying to find like a master copy, you know, with the, the number intact. Um, it, but it was it lost. wild to think that it was destroyed so utterly. I know. I, I can't believe it. Like the, the, the way that so many, film and television like things like iconic things props and sets and stuff like that were just destroyed or lost to time or given away yeah you know um it that's why i really love the work that like film uh like uh archivists and you know um the the those those type of people collectors even like yeah. private collectors who will find something and restore it you know uh back to the future fans uh restoring the original uh, uh delorean oh yeah to to being screen accurate mm-hmm. you know um there's an entire show on disney plus called uh um prop culture yes yes it's i've a, watched some of that it's an excellent show where they 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 hunt down important artifacts from from the Disney catalog and try to bring them back or at least you know showcase them in a way where they're they're being taken care of yeah um but yeah with this original video master or the negative you know being lost for for decades um we can never get a proper cut of the muppet christmas carol until 2020 when when henson finally revealed that they found what they were looking for and so they put muppet christmas carol with the song intact on disney plus finally so so you can go on disney plus right now and and watch it there the unexpurgated version yes exactly um but as as good as that song is uh, my favorite song from from the movie, I think, uh, w- would have to be "It Feels Like Christmas." Oh yeah, 
because you know it uh i i i almost feel like it doesn't feel like christmas until i hear that song yeah no that's that's a good choice that's a good choice for favorite song uh <laughs> oh you're you're uh <laughs> you're you're a small absent-minded uh or what what's the line about the absent-minded spirit <laughs> oh uh you're a little absent-minded spirit he's like i'm a big absent-minded spirit <laughs> oh my god ansel can you cosplay as the ghost of christmas present You're not the first person to say that I should do that. <laughs> you got to give the people what they want, Ansel. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently I need to do that. Oh my god, I wish we could have a Christmas party and you can come dress as the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> got to do it before I start getting more Santa than uh, ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> um. But the the interesting thing about the Muppets Christmas Carol for me anyway uh, was that I was afraid of it when I was a kid. Um, really? You know, it, it, yeah, because the Marleys were super scary to me. I would I would always like cover my eyes during that part. <laughs> I'm uh, fair. That's fair. It's that's spooky. It the, was the, the Ghost of Christmas Future is also mm-hmm. super spooky. Like I remember, it was it was that, and it was Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas mm. that were both very scary to me as a kid. But now I love them both as an adult. Um, yeah, I was going to say one more sleep till Christmas is the is the song that I think is. I mean, the one that's, that's a great that song always too. is in my head. I was I was just going to bring up Kermit, you know, and how. Um, he's not the star of the movie, which is, is not odd, but it's, it's different for the Muppets because typically he is the star, mm-hmm. but he still has one of the best songs in the movie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> There's something about the Kermit voice that lends itself to music and I don't know what it is, but there's something about it. I it's mean, Rainbow easy. Connection is such Being a green yeah right <laughs> um you know we were talking about in the it's a wonderful life episode how the the cast is so tight because you're basically dealing with these same characters right but mm-hmm. the muppets christmas carol has has such a large cast as as the muppets movies tend to do um do you have a favorite like side character oh man that's a great question um i do love Fozzie wig i think that Fozzie mm. wig is such a great um it's a great usage of fozzy as a character and a great mm-hmm. um like interpretation of Fezziwig. um just what a what a perfect choice um, and yeah, I think I think that's what I'm gonna go with. I think it's Fozzywig for me. I'm torn because Sam Eagle as the schoolmaster 
mm. is very funny, but only has like a couple lines, right? He's not in a ton of it, but I mean, but yeah, most of them aren't in a ton of it. Yeah. Yeah. You... That's true. As you're but saying, just... there's a lot of breadth in this cast. Mm-hmm. But like when, when he's like, it's the American way. And then Dickens comes up to him and is like, Sam, no, it's 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 the British way. And then he says, it's the British way. <laughs> uh, but I'm torn because Bean Bunny is so cute. Sure, sure. When he comes I mean, caroling. Heck, cheeses for us Mises. Those mice. Oh. Top billing. Yes. <laughs> I do love that bit. <laughs> it's a good bit. <laughs> like I don't, know, I don't know what else to say. Um, I mean, obviously Gonzo just absolutely sings in this one, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, uh, it's it's odd to me how much Gonzo and R- Kermit speak to me on like a personal level in a lot of ways, and Gonzo's Gonzo's usual deal of being like the person who doesn't fit in anywhere finally finding a place where he fits in is like such a beautiful thing. And the fact that we still get a little bit of that in him being Dickens, but more importantly, we get to see Gonzo just owning a space. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why that really like makes the movie that much better for me, but it really does something about Gonzo getting to be in his element from word one the whole time super cool yeah you know it it definitely gives the outcasts hope right Mm -hmm. um have you heard brett goldstein's quote about the muppets i don't know maybe okay so uh for our friends at home brett goldstein uh plays roy kent in uh in ted lasso he is also one of the writers on the show and he is a huge Muppets fan, uh, which is hard to believe considering the hardened uh, character that he plays whenever he's Roy. But um, he's gone on record a ton to like talk about how much he loves the Muppets. And uh, he, there's this one quote that I really love um, where, where he's reminding people that like the Muppets resonate for a reason. you know. Uh, and he said... The secret of the Muppets is they're not very good at what they do. Kermit's not great, not a great host. Fozzie's not a great comedian. Miss Piggy's not a great singer. Like none of them are actually good at it, but they fucking love it. They're a family and they like to put on the show and they have joy. Mm-hmm. And because of the joy, it doesn't matter that they're not good at it. And that's what we should all be like. Muppets. I did see this. Did you post this recently? Because I did I may, see this. I may have, yeah. Yeah. I do love this quote. Because it's, it's a great, a great quote. reminder. That's brilliant. You know, and like part of part of why I wanted to do this series this month, you know, is because of the joy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people um will forget about the joy throughout the year because times are so tough, because things uh, make them forget. But the Muppets are are have always been and will always be a reminder to the world that it's okay to not be great at what you do and to do it because you love it and the joy Mm -hmm. of it. 
well, and to scrape by with by the skin of your teeth with the help yeah. of your friends. It's true. George Bailey. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, it, it ties back. It's all coming you know? back. You're no one is a failure if you have friends, right? Um, I'm I'm sensing a theme in our in our series this month, Ansel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a Christmas movie theme or if we did that subconsciously. But, I think um, we might have done it subconsciously. I want to. <laughs> I, I, I like to believe that. <laughs> might be. Might be a little bit us. Yeah, a little bit. Um, well. Uh, since we are not giving anyone any homework this month, not uh, even us, not even us. So instead of, uh, instead of our usual edutainment, we've just been, you know, uh, having, having some fun talking about these movies, but also, uh, we don't want to send you home in empty handed. We want to, we want to give our, our, our trademark rules for drinking and party favors. Absolutely. Oh, you love you love the party favors. I'm I'm making it happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I'm gonna remember it one of these days. <laughs> it's absolutely gonna happen. So I wanted to make one of my roles uh related to Gonzo. Um so whenever Charles Dickens and Rizzo are 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 being meta. You know, mm. so like uh, in the beginning, when they when they're talking about the 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 Marleys are dead to begin with, Rizzo is just like, "Oh, that's what what's that about?" And then Gonzo explains it. Like I, those moments like that happen enough mm-hmm. that I think having making it a drinking rule could be very fun for you. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, I was. I kind of got lost early on in trying to think of my smoking rules or drinking rules uh, because I immediately thought about shot rules and there are too many people involved in the production of this movie from Jim in, in absentia all the way through Brian and um, all of the amazing voices and, and puppeteers who brought us through our childhoods and, gave us all these wonderful pieces of media um, that you'd be, you'd be drunk and and dead before the movie got started just from respect shots. Um, So let's just in general, do a shot for respect for the Muppets as a, as a whole, as as a a collective. Yes. For the Muppets and all the people underneath them. Um, literally and figuratively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that, that's my nomination for respect shot. Um, and probably one for Michael Caine as well while you're at it. Absolutely. Oh, Sir Michael. What a, what a absolute gem. Uh, he, he recently I think he retired, said some unfortunate things recently, and I, I can't remember them, but I'm, I'm going to choose <gasps> no! to ignore them for now. Why do people have to keep doing stuff like that? I don't know. We should stop interviewing actors is, is really <laughs> what I'm learning. It's, it's the curse of knowing too much. You know, like we have access to all these people now and what they're actually like when mm-hmm. they're not being our favorite characters. Oh, I remember what it is. He was he was saying that intimacy coordinators were silly. Really? Michael Caine? Yeah. 
right? He was like, yeah, it, it kind of ruins the moment is, was his sort of takeaway, which jeez. Oh, I mean, not a great take, but I guess not, no. not the worst thing we've, we've heard worse things from people oh. his age. We've heard worse things from people our age. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess. Uh, I guess we don't need to make that qualifier. God, I I remember when I heard worse things from uh, from Rob Schneider, and I'm like, Oh God, God, why, why, bro, bro, bro. Anyway, um, I think you should smoke for the ghosts. Take oh, a hit okay. when a new ghost is introduced. Because, you know, spooky smoke and stuff. Yeah, spooky smoke. Um, I would like to uh, amend that and suggest that you also smoke uh, when Ghost of Christmas present uh, changes age. Oh. Yeah, okay. give, yourself, give yourself two extras in that one. It'll uh, push you towards the end there. Yeah, and you know, that ghost... Uh... He's, he stays with us. You know, he does, that, yeah. He's a real memorable ghost. In in fact, is he the one ghost that we spend the most time with? Probably. Um, I mean, Christmas past, we spend a fair amount of time with, but we don't, not in frame. Christmas right. past isn't in, in the shot the whole time. Yes. Uh, We're just getting the exposition. Whereas Christmas present is like there. Yeah. Well, I've had thousands so yeah, of brothers before me. Oh, imagine the grocery bills. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's my last rule. Uh, every time a character uh, <laughs> makes a pun, uh, I'm going to attribute that to, to Charles Dickens. You know, one of those old-timey jokes like that. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, wordplay. Yeah, Dickens is great at it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That Dickens is going somewhere, you know. And so, yeah, I, I think he, I think he might, uh, he might just make it. I think he's got something there. <laughs> Moxie. <laughs> High word counts. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So. As much as we love you listening to us, you should probably turn us off and and go watch Muppet Christmas Carol. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if you've gotten this far in the month and haven't done so yet, uh, why are you robbing yourself of such joy? Yes, you you just you have earned this. Absolutely. At the very least. Yes. And after you watch it, you can find us on the internet. I'm at Beastilverio20 on x and instagram and blue sky and all those other things i am at the indecisionist on most of those things except for x where i am at indecisionist um you know if you care to find that uh, i don't post there very often but i do exist there if the ship hasn't Um, completely sunk yet yeah no And you can join the conversation by using the hashtag time to party. That's time the number two party. Or time the number two party. All one word spelled out. Thanks to Warwick. And uh, while you are doing your best to uh, 
Christmas in your hearts all year round. You can do that by remembering to be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>